right? Because a lot of people set goals based on who they used to be or the labels that they've been putting on themselves. They'll set a goal that's small, but how I see it is like, what would you ask for if you knew the answer was going to be yes? If nobody could tell you no, if nobody could give you a roadblock or get in your way, what would you ask for if you knew that the answer was going to be yes? December 25th, 2018, it was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets, and yet I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19, I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom, and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was going to be an inside job, and... I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the unruly entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really truly, finally, fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. Welcome to the show, Reese Evans. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Andrea. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it's my pleasure. So you guys, I was just on with Catherine Zinkina and I was like, hey, do you know Reese Evans? She's like, I've known Reese for years. And it's so crazy how our circles are so small and yet I'm just meeting you face to face. And I I love that I get to meet some of the people. I've actually been following you online for years. I follow you from my Freak Rituals account, my physical product business, which is been a little bit on hold for the last year since a house fire, but yeah, like I've been following your brand for, for quite some time now. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I'm like, I'm going to save this story for when we start recording. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I have known about you and seen you in the online world for such a long time too, probably like 2017 or 2016. I've I've seen your name float around, but I didn't know that you owned freak rituals. That is so cool. Cause I've also seen that come up and I'm like, that's cool. I need, I need to, to get some of those things. Yes. I am the founder of the brand. And also, yeah, we had a house fire last year, which just wiped out all of our inventory. Oh, so no. yeah, you know, I think it was like a, div- you know, those moments where it's like, number one, I left a marriage and then the universe was like, and let's burn it all to the ground. Literally Wow. <laughs> so frequent with it. And now it's in like a complete revision phase and will likely be 
relaunching again, spring 2024, but yes. So how crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like you have the, the, like that must've been so tough, but you have the perfect mindset to be someone to go through that because you know that there's probably something even greater that you don't even know that's working for you. So I had to release the old to let in the new. Mm-hmm. And I I'm willing to bet that there's so many people who look at you and it's like, if Andrea can get through that, I know I can get through what I'm going through. Well, thank you for saying that because as much as I know that when you're going through that, it's hard, right? Like totally. even though we're we're here to be the teachers and embody, that doesn't mean that we still don't have moments where we want to stomp our feet and be like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't 100%. want to learn the lesson for humanity today. A hundred percent. Wait, oh lesson's gosh, so funny. Let, let's have that be my first question for you. I'm like, pivot. <laughs> I remember this time where I was going through like a rocky part of my marriage and my best friend said to me, and she's like, you know, you're going to be able to use this for good and help so many people. And I was in my closet and I screamed into the clothes. Like I just buried my face into like hangers and sweaters. And I was like, God, I want to learn this yeah. shit for them. I'm like, do you have moments where you like you're like, I know, <laughs> but I don't want to right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I feel like, well, I'm a mom of two under three right now. Mm-hmm. And so growing a business and also trying to take care of everything, there are tough moments like as a mom and like for a long time at the beginning, I remember trying to balance it all and kind of feel like, how can I like work on my business, but also be the best mom. And I felt like no matter what I was doing, I was kind of failing. Right. Mm -hmm. Because as a, as a mom, your baby needs you all the time. And then if you want to grow and reach your goals, sometimes you feel like that needs you all the time. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always like telling my clients and reminding myself too to be my own best coaching client. Mm -hmm. And so I just stopped trying to fight that and just look at like, like what's more most important right now? Like this baby needs me. And so rather than resisting the present moment, just leaning into the present moment. And I remember I was actually taking a coaching course. And so somebody who was coaching me asked me rather than thinking you have to do one thing or the other, how can you integrate Like, how can you bring your baby to be on your team? And that just switched everything for me because instead of trying to like be two separate people, it reminded me or or taught me that I need to, I can be both, right? And I can integrate it all. So yeah, we all have those like those tough times. We all have those like hard things that we go through. And yeah, it's just like about being our own best coaching client, I think. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that you're going to go straight into the gems. (laughs) I'm just like- (laughs) Tell me when you stomped your feet, Reese. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I recovered so crazy. No, I'm sure it didn't feel like that, <laughs> but that yeah. was wrapped up with a, a really beautiful lesson for all of us. And we're always going to be like taking a spoonful of our own medicine, you know? So remembering mm-hmm. that yeah. is really, really beautiful. Yeah. One thing too, because it happened, it was like 2020, 2021 that I was going through all of this. And at the time, when was it? It was July 2020. So it was a month before I had my first son, my husband ended up getting a blood clot in his leg. And like, we had never experienced that. And, you know, you Google and you think of the worst case scenario and your doctors Mm -hmm. tell you this and that. So him being, I think he was 35 at the time, had a, had a blood clot in his leg. His leg was huge and we were needing to go to the hospital. Like I was 
eight or nine months pregnant. And I'm like, I'm driving him to ultrasounds. And, you know, we were getting all these warnings and stuff that it could potentially like, you know, if it happens again, it could move, it could turn into a pulmonary embolism. And being in this time in my life where I was supposed to be like, so joyful, like bringing this baby into my life. I had this worry in the back of my head, like, what if something, you know, happens to my husband? So yeah, just, just going, going back to that time, like there was so much toughness and now I'm so grateful that we got through it and he's feeling healthy again, but yeah, we all have those moments (laughs) of like extreme fear, extreme doubt. Yes. And yeah, I was definitely stomping my feet, crying, all the things. Facing like your spouse's mortality as you're getting ready to also bring new life into the world. Like what, yeah. a, what a duality that you're exactly that you're experiencing. Okay. So before you were the seven figure mogul mom entrepreneur, who's like, yes, definitely moments where it feels hard and yet still doing it really, really beautifully and gracefully and, and doing very well. Like who's Reese? Where were you when you started? And you're like, uh, I have this, this transformation that needs to come out of me. Or where do you feel like kind of was the beginning that led you to this? Yeah. So Growing up, I always felt very different than everyone around me. My mom was a single mom. So I would often like look at my friends who had the perfect family and think like, why do they get to have the perfect family? And I don't like, is there something wrong with me? And then I was one of the few like people of color at my school. So I always felt very different. I remember getting made fun of for different things. Like never forget one girl who would always make fun of like the size of my nose. And So I just remember always feeling different, always feeling like I didn't fit in. And then when I was about 10 years old, my mom got into a really abusive relationship. So it was physically, verbally, emotionally abusive. And I like growing up, not having my dad around, I didn't know what like real love was, but I remember looking at the relationship and thinking like, this can't be it, but like no one had shown me or or taught me anything differently. And so my mom was in that relationship for about six years. And at the end of it, she ended up getting breast cancer. And for her, that was her, I've had enough moment where she was like, I have to leave because I need to save myself for my children, me and and my little brother. And after that, even being in a safe place, we moved in with my grandma. I still had so much low self-esteem, self-loathing, self-doubt, just not feeling good enough, feeling like I was intrinsically a bad person because why else would all these bad things happen to me? And my inner world, my inner negativity was manifesting in my outer world where I just throughout my early twenties worked a string of jobs that I didn't like had relationships that didn't serve me. And I remember one day having this aha moment where I realized like, what if the world isn't telling me no, but I'm telling myself no. Like what if I could stop being my own biggest bully and actually start to believe in myself, what would happen? And the reason why I had this aha moment is because I was working at a retail job and there were so many people around me that would say things like, I really want to do this, but I can never do that. I really want to do that, but I can never do that. And I remember shaking them because I could always see everyone else's potential, but not mine. So I remember shaking them being like, why are you saying you can't do it? Like you have all the potential in the world. And then I was like, wait, what if that's the same thing for me? And so I started this experiment of thinking like, what if I just started saying yes to myself? Like what would happen? And so I started being kinder to myself in the morning. I started focusing on what I wanted for my life instead of just looking at what everyone else was doing, achieving their goals on social media. And shortly after this idea for Yes Supply popped into my head, 
And I had so many doubts. I had so many fears. I didn't even see anything like this was possible, but I just started off creating a little blog and that little blog turned into an online community. And then I discovered coaching and then that led me into becoming, you know, loving what I'm doing with coaching and wanting to teach other people and becoming certified in NLP and hypnosis and EFT. And then that brought me to where we are today. Wow. Okay. So first of all, how old were you when this, like, when this occurred to you and you're like, well, what if this is the same thing for me? How old was I? Mm, I think I was 25 or 26. Wow. Okay. When I was working really young, because I'm 34 now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not that long ago. Jeez. <laughs> wow. You've had such a, like, that's a quite a quantum leap. <laughs> I know for me, when I started my first business, I had been in it for a year. And then I was like, all of a sudden ado adopting all of the personal development jargon. And it was like, dream big. And like, you've got to go for no. And like all of that. And it occurred <laughs> to me years later, like, wait, that's not actually how I started. Like I started with a very, very small dream of making like an extra couple hundred bucks a month. That was it. That was a, as big as I can dream. What was your vision at first? Did you see like building the million dollar company or was it? Yeah. Tell me about that. I love that you said that. Cause that was the same for me. Yes. Supply started just as a place for me to express myself. Like I didn't even know you could make money online at the time. I thought <laughs> making money online was a scam. I didn't know. I actually didn't know it was possible, but I was like, I just want to create like an outlet. I just want to create something like I had heard stories of, you know, Colonel Sanders, like starting a business late and still being successful or, you know, I, I just wanted to create like a place of positivity for me and for sharing a message that I felt like other people might need. And I was also just starting my own personal development journey. So if you were to go back and search like 2015 Yes Supply blogs, you'll see like a blog on like a cleanse that I did. Like there's so much random stuff there because yeah. I was just expressing myself. And then when I started to build my Instagram account and I had people reaching out saying things like, this is really changing my life or this made me want to leave a negative relationship or go after my dreams or whatever. I was like, well, if I can help this many people when I'm just doing this a couple of hours after work, imagine how many people I could help if I actually did this full time. And so I recognized that it was actually my duty to start getting paid for it because the only way I could actually help more people and do it more was by making money from it. And same as you, I just wanted to make a few thousand dollars a month so I could just make sure that my like rent was covered. It was covered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not have all of these dreams, but then once I started to build and see the potential that I was like, okay, let's go for a million. <laughs> from three to a million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't even it didn't even start as coaching. I didn't know that coaching existed. So the first money I made online, I had a blog and I remember I set up some like Amazon affiliate code. So the first money I made online was like $2.63 from an Amazon affiliate, but that was probably the most important $2.63 that I made because it made me realize oh, I can make money while I'm not even doing anything, right? Because I had the blog up. I don't know which blog it came from, but somebody bought something. And then my first product was actually social media calendars because a lot of people were asking me, how did you grow your social media? So I made these social media, like so silly. I made these social media calendars with all of these holidays and dates yes. and, and they were physical calendars. And it actually was so much work to do them because I want to make an order and then I'd have to like, you know, put it in the package and go to the mailbox and da, 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 da. 
And I think making more money and making more abundance in our business also comes from like raising our standards. So one day I was like, I had enough. Like I can't be like marching to the post office every time I have one of these orders. And like, yes, I'm charging maybe 50 bucks for them. But by the time I do all this work, it's probably like 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I had the thought, what if I just put it as a digital product? Again, having the doubt, like no one's going to buy something that they can't physically hold. And then people started buying them and I'm sitting there at my nine to five and I'm like, Oh, I just made $200 stay without having to do anything. It starts to get the wheels turning of the possibilities of having an online business. And then eventually I had a membership site and then I discovered coaching. So I was doing all these different things before I actually even knew that coaching existed. What's your human design type? I'm a manifester for six. Okay. I love yeah. to know. So it makes, we, it makes a lot of sense. I'm like doing, trying different things, right? You're initiating a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then do you know your big three for astrology? No, like I'm an Aries. Aries. I feel I forget, that. Aries. And I forget the other two right now. I have a type. I, I swear I, to you, every date that I've been on, Aries is either the sun sign or in the top three. <laughs> like I attract oh, Aries. Really? Like, yeah. Like yeah. honeys and bees and all the things. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's why we that's why we get along. But yeah, yeah. definitely definitely in Aries. Like when I read my astrology for Aries, I'm like, yep, that works. Mm-hmm. And I should remember it because Gala Darling, who we were just talking about before, did a great reading for me, but I can't I feel like I'm more drawn to human design than straight yeah. up astrology for some reason. I was too for a really long time, but one of my clients, Elliot, she is like so fantastic at making astrology, like more digestible. And she just says it in like such a fun, interesting way. I've, I've really actually started to learn my chart kind of well-ish, but anyways, not the point, <laughs> but okay. So you went into coaching after starting to figure out like digital products is where it's at. And yes, I feel like there, there's a, just a greater opportunity. I see people struggle for, yeah, minimal profit margins with physical products when we can, not with all things, but like with certain things, you can do so much more and help more people with, with digital. So I'm a huge proponent of that, obviously. Okay. So as you were going, what, what do you feel like, I know that you of course got into getting certified in NLP and hypnosis and all the things like where, where did that come into play? Mm-hmm. So I told you I had the social media calendars. So funny to think back on. And then my membership site, it actually started as a email. It was called Good Morning Beautiful. And I would send people daily morning rituals because doing morning rituals for me is what changed my life. So I had a membership. I had this online platform where I was like inspiring, motivating people. Somebody reached out to me and wanted to interview me. And they had a Facebook group. And inside the Facebook group, there was like all these coaches being like, I make 10K a month, I make 20K a month. I'm like, wait, they're doing something so similar to me, but they're making like way more money than me. And so I, I just started to get into coaching um, by offering to my community to, to coach them on mindset, to coach them on the steps that I had already taken in my life. And the first month that I went full-time with Yes Supply was a $10,000 month. And within two to three months, I had already made $20,000. I was like, whoa, the potential with this is huge. And so as I was coaching people, I was coaching them on mindset. Some people were asking like how I grew my online presence, that type of thing. So I was helping them like develop their story. And what I found was I could tell someone exactly what I did. Like I could give someone an exact script, an exact template on what I had done. 
And I found that some people like took massive action on it and got great results. But for some people, I couldn't like get them to move. It felt like I was like pulling them towards the outcome rather than them like truly getting the momentum. And so I'd be like, oh, watch this like YouTube video or read this book. And I felt like I was hitting a wall, hitting a wall in how much I could make because I was staying stuck between that like 10K and 20K per month level and also felt like I was getting stuck because I could see their potential, but I couldn't get them to fully see it within themselves so that they would move so that they didn't feel like, oh, I I have to just be like Reese to be successful, but actually I need to tap into my inner power. And that's what's actually going to make me way more successful than just trying to be like my coach. You know, I was listening to like Tony Robbins. I was listening to a lot of Bob Proctor. And so I had a feeling that knowing how to work with the subconscious mind was the key that I was missing for me to reach my potential and also for me to help my clients better reach their potential. And so Tony Robbins having taken NLP, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to learn NLP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. We're, we have lived such like interesting parallel stories too. Like even from childhood, like I got made fun of for having big nails <laughs> when I was younger and like just the weirdest. Oh my gosh, really? Thing. People yeah. will say the weirdest things. Like, I wouldn't even think of that. <laughs> Every time I go get my nails done, the nail tech is like, wow, you have such beautiful nails. And I'm like in your face, Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can still think of the name of the girl who used to make fun of me about my nose. <laughs> um, we'll call her out. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not going to call her out, but maybe I should. Maybe I'll reconsider one day. <laughs> but yeah, like it was network marketing for me, right? Like people came in and like this, the potential and the resources were the same for everyone. And then I got really good at reteaching the processes that I was figuring out and working for me, but not everyone was doing it as much as you could tell they really wanted to. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I became obsessed with trying to understand too. You know, the, one of the freak products are our nostalgic manifesting mist was built off of like the scent anchoring from NLP. I had never gotten certified in it, but I was like, I had this intuitive nudge around using scent for manifestation. And then I found scent anchoring through NLP to kind of back it with some research as well. But, um, okay. So you got certified in what first, I know you have a lot of like certifications under your belt. So I want to know what came first and what's your favorite. What do you use like the most today? Yeah. The certification that I went to in LA where I met Brennan, Mm -hmm. you actually got certified in NLP hypnosis, EFT, mindset coaching and time techniques all together, which a lot of the techniques I've updated from what I've learned, just integrating my own understanding. And so which you're saying, which one do I use the most or which one is my favorite? Yeah, that is actually, (laughs) that is actually hard to say because how I use the techniques is based on what the person in front of me needs. So I guess if I had a favorite, it would probably be what we call it, Yes Supplied Neural Energetic Encoding, which is an iteration of time techniques. We updated it because it's a fantastic technique and we love it. However, in 
NLP was created in like the seventies and now it being 2023, we work online. We want to create trauma sensitive spaces. We want to create spaces that are inclusive or diverse. So we reviewed the, the scripts and then we have a neuropsychologist on our team, which also supported us in building the whole program. So we reviewed it and updated it based on like how I use it, bringing in energy and also creating a space that's like safer for the person who's going through it. So I think neural energetic encoding is really, really powerful and really, really deep because it helps us get to the root cause, whether it's like, we have a lot of people who release something from in the womb or even a past Mm -hmm. life or past generation. And it's so funny because they're like, consciously, they would never obviously remember something that's in the womb, but they'll release something deep from like three months in the womb. And I've had so many students say, I went after our technique and I asked my mom, was there something that happened when I was three months in the womb? And my mom would be like, how would you know that? Like we had, I had a big fight or, you know, there was a big family breakup or whatever. And it's like, there's no way that they could have known it unless what we're doing with the subconscious is totally accurate. And so there are studies that are showing that in other species that if something happens like something negative happens, something painful happens, something traumatic happens in this species, it is shown in the generations past. So one example, they did a study in mice where in one side of the cage, the mice would be hurt if they went to the side of the cage. And then their offspring would always avoid that side of the cage. And so it's hard to study in humans because obviously there's not a scientist that can live through multiple um, generations that's old enough to actually study it through generations. But there's a lot of evidence that shows that this could also show up in humans too. So if we store 14, if we store memories or emotions or limiting decisions from 14 previous generations, then it could be that if your great, great, great grandma experienced something that made her believe that it's hard to make money or it can't be successful or I have to depend on a man or whatever it is, we could still be feeling the effects of that and making decisions based on that, even though it's not true in our own lifetime. So I love neural energetic encoding and, and love all the, the science and research around that aspect. Another tool that I absolutely love is parts integration. So if, so how I know when to use parts integration is if somebody's saying that they're stuck or somebody is saying that they want to move forward, but every time they do, they hear a little voice in their head. And especially if that little voice in their head has the voice of like someone else. So it's like, I hear my dad's voice in my head, or I hear my old teacher's voice in my head. That is a clear sign to me that they have a part. So a part is something that's formed when we're in our early years and it's usually formed to protect us. So let's just say every time you, I don't know, reached out to your mother for love, she might like reject you or ignore you. You might put up a wall as a child and that protects you from that feeling of rejection as a child. But then when you become an adult, let's just say you want to go deeper in your relationships and you, you're saying to yourself, I keep putting up this wall. I don't know why. Chances are it's a part. So we have this technique called parts integration that helps you think of the part and communicate to the part, find out what its intention is, like if it's trying to protect you, if it's trying to keep you safe, and then integrate that part into the whole. And then what the client finds is they no longer feel stuck. They no longer have that little nagging voice in their head and they're able to actually move forward in alignment. Man, I love this shit. It's so cool. 
so cool. And it's like, it's so frustrating to me. If you could be on any platform anywhere in the world and just, and just have a microphone to say what you want to say to humanity, like, what would you say? I would say that your, your past and whatever you've gone through doesn't define your future. Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of people set goals based on who they used to be or the labels that they've been putting on themselves. And they'll set a goal that's small just based on their past experience. But how I see it is like, literally, we always ask the question, what would you ask for if you knew the answer was going to be yes? If nobody could tell you no, if nobody could give you a roadblock or get in your way, what would you ask for if you knew that the answer was going to be yes? And I feel like that question invites you to not worry about judgment, not worry about what other people might say and actually just dream big for yourself. And then when you do that, you can actually reach your potential. What would you ask for right now if you knew the answer was going to be yes? <laughs> I really want to live somewhere warm. <laughs> You're like, get, get me it. out of here. And it's so funny because me being a coach, I know that, and I know, you know, the same that like, you can't set goals based on what you don't want. You have to set goals based on what you do want. So I know that I'm saying, I don't want to live somewhere cold. I don't want to live somewhere cold, but I don't know exactly where I want to live. So that's why we haven't moved. So at the end of this month, we're going to spend, I think it's 10 days in Florida. So what our plan is for our next few years is just go to different, and our, our children are still young, go to different warm places. Mm-hmm. Sounds so silly saying, uh, go to different warm places and just check them out. Cause it's like, yeah. part, like sometimes I think, maybe Spain would be cool, but I don't know. I've, I, I spent a week in Mallorca, but not like before I had kids, not really thinking about school and Mm -hmm. lifestyle and everything like that. So what I think we're going to do is go to a little bit of Florida, go to a little bit of South America, go to a little bit of California, go to a little bit of Spain. Maybe there's other places that will come up. And if something feels right, then maybe I'll be a snowbird or maybe we'll completely move over. I just yeah, ran like, into a girl yesterday who follows me on Instagram and she's like, Andrea, of course, it's like right after the the gym. You like, you never run into anybody when you like look nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm either hungover or post workout <laughs> like this. Oh my goodness. And I turn around, I was like, yes. And she's like, oh, I, I recognized her right away because I've seen her in my programs. And, but she goes, you convinced me to move to Florida. And I was like, She's like, you just look so happy here. And I was like, I am. It's amazing. I just moved from Chicago like two weeks ago. And I was like, welcome. It's so good here. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're in Florida. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. So if you come to Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, let me know. (laughs) Okay. We're going to be in Miami. So maybe we'll have to connect. Maybe I'm like manifesting you because I'm just manifesting like the essence of Florida. Yes. I love it. But yeah, similar thing happened to me a few weeks ago or probably a few months ago now, actually, I was at like an indoor play place with my hair in like a messy bun, like wearing sweatpants with my kids. And someone's like, Oh, Reese or yes. I'm like, Oh, it's me with my kids. For yep. sure. <laughs> yep. And don't get me wrong. I do not get recognized that this like has happened twice uh, since I've lived in Fort Lauderdale. So it's not like I'm walking down the streets and people are like, hi, Andrea, can I take a With like no. cameras flashing and like no. asking for autographs. <laughs> no, it's happened to me twice. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought that was so funny that she was like, I moved to Fort Lauderdale because you just seem so happy here. And I was like, That's yes, awesome. if I were an influencer for one thing, let it be number one, heal your life. Number two, move to a place where you're going to be happy wherever it is. Yeah. 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 I feel like I need to be somewhere warm because I just thrive in the summer. And then yeah. I, even though I like, I talk all about mindset, I'm just big on health. And I feel like mm -hmm. a big part of health is just easily being able to go for a walk, like mm -hmm. not having to experience negative 40 degrees Celsius weather, oh, Lord, yes. sun, grounding in the grass. Like in the summer, me and my boys are in the grass all the time in our backyard, yeah. but it's like, you don't really want to be doing that in the depths of November. So I know that being somewhere warm is in my future trajectory. And I think I'm in that place of like divine timing, like not forcing it, I'm not pushing it, but I know that it's in my future at some point. What's a big goal for you that makes you a little squirmy? Oh, yes, I want this. And I'm still a little scared. I might need to do a little bit of NLP on myself. Like, does anything yeah. come to mind? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. One thing that I'm currently working on is I have the belief that my business is a $10 million a year business. Like at first saying my business is a $10 million a year business would make me very squirmy. And then I'm, I literally did all of like EFT, NLP, hypnosis, all the things. So I have the belief that my business is a $10 million business. This year we did over a million, but we're not there. But from my past experience, I know that when I believe it and when I know it, it always shows up in my 3D after. So mm -hmm. I'm living in the place that it's already happening. I'm creating programs from my heart. I'm putting my best work into them. I'm also a mom of two. And so I only come into my office, usually only come in once, but lately filming the course, I come in twice a week. I'm spending as much time as possible with my kids while they're like young and super cuddly now, because to me, that time is more important than money. Yeah. Yeah. But I just have this knowing that it is at least a $10 million business. So yeah, that's what I'm like shifting my mind around right now, but I know I'm in a good place in terms of belief because I can say I have a $10 million business, obviously for everyone listening, I'm not trying to lie because we're not there in the 3d yet, yeah. but I just trust that it's happening. You feel it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm just like focusing on like when I'm doing my personal development, just doing the work. Mm -hmm. What do you, what has been one of those like most interesting, um, like, uh, we'll just call it like a session. Like you've done like some sort of like hypnosis or NLP or something where you're like, wow, I can't believe that was like the splinter that was like getting me. Is just anything come to mind for me? Mm -hmm. One thing that comes to mind when you say that is as coaches, a big part of how we grow and how we, you know, grow our businesses and attract clients is by celebrating our successes and sharing our successes. So one thing that I was struggling a lot with was like talking about my successes. It's like, I, at first it was like easy to talk about my successes and then now reaching seven figures or making six figure months. Sometimes it feels kind of like scary to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. And so doing neural energetic encoding, I went back to a root cause where 
I don't know if it was a past life or past generation, but being in this place, I was a kid and it was in the depression. So everyone had like next to nothing. And I came to school in a brand new dress and I got beat up for wearing, for having something new. And so I, what I came to realize from that is that my subconscious mind connects like having something better than other people, or I guess talking about like good things with pain. Wow. And so subconsciously that keeps me from truly enjoying my success or like celebrating and talking outwardly about my success. Even though consciously, I know that when I talk about my success, I can help other people. And I've come a long way with it for sure. But even like last month we had $124,000 $124,000 month. And so like I shared it in my stories. And the reason why I shared it in my stories is because so many people say like, thank you for talking about this. Like yeah. you're inspiring me. You're showing what's possible. But it's so funny because a, a few times a speaker, I was like, oh, I should post it on my feed. And it's like, hmm, why am I not posting it on my feed? So I've come a long way, but there's still work to do on that. Yeah. Interesting. I've, I've had some past life stuff come up too. I had mentioned earlier, like I do rapid resolution therapy and that's the modality that works, that's been the most useful for me and that I'm also trained in. And I had something come up last summer and I was getting ready to rent this beautiful penthouse over here in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get the contract to go through. Like I was like filling out paperwork and there was just always something weird. And I had this icky, I was feeling like this feeling of panic. And at first I was like, is it weird because it's a little bit more money than I'm already paying? And I was like, no, it's not a big enough jump to where the money is a thing for me. But I was feeling this sensation of like deep, deep panic. It was actually connected to three things. One of them being a past event with my mom where she was being abused. The second one, I can't remember, but the third one surprised me. And that was that I kept waking up. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I'll wake up in the morning when I'm trying to move a block of my own. And I'll just ask my unconscious to show me the route and like do a timeline update sometimes on myself. And I kept seeing a wagon wheel and I was like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what this means. <laughs> so I booked a session with Dr. Connolly, the founder of ROT. And it actually, we went back to the route of a past life where I was in the woods as a woman wearing like a bonnet and holding a baby and like this big fluffy dress and an apron. And there was a wagon that had been broken down and the people that we were with went to go get help. So I stayed with the baby by the wagon and a wolf attacked and killed the baby. And I was basically like in a catatonic state and like never recovered from that. So I like healed that, but I had also in the midst of this RRT session actually like saw myself in between lives in a council of souls saying like you in this lifetime that I'm living now that I will heal that trauma. And so it all came up with like me trying to sign paperwork, trying to rent a fucking penthouse. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Isn't it so funny how the most like regular thing that we're going through our life actually has this deep story of you being in the forest with a baby. (laughs) And oh my goodness, that is That is amazing. Yeah. And tell me a little bit more about, I know you're interviewing me, but I'd love to hear more about (laughs) RTT too, because it's not a modality that I've explored. So yeah, I'd love to learn more, like kind of how does that work? 
I would say like, if I were to kind of look at what the different modalities that I understand, I have only been trained in RRT, but the ones that I understand, I think it's like a hyperspeed blend of hypnosis and, and NLP. So Dr. Connolly was trained in both and then went on to create his own modality from there. It's really focused on using symbolism primarily to be able to, symbolism and metaphor to be able to inform the unconscious mind of things that would be more relevant and more useful. Mm -hmm. But it's heavily focused on depth and connection between the facilitator and the client, and then a very, very clear intention, and then just using symbolism to move someone more towards that intention, which would be something like an emotionally clear state. So turning a dial down on a trauma and updating unconscious mind that it occurred, but it's not occurring. I think that that's like the best way that I can explain it succinctly. But yeah, I would say like, that's a major difference is like the metaphors and the symbolisms compared to how most people are kind of muscling their way through trying to forcibly change certain things. This is like a really, really light, gentle way. And I've used it for sexual trauma healing and all different kinds of stuff that have been like deeper and more challenging. And I found myself like laughing through healing sexual trauma that I went through. And I was like, this is so different. Like I can mm-hmm. be so lighthearted around something that most people are just like sobbing through and resuffering. And so that would be my mic moment is like, we don't have to feel it to heal it. I watched people, you know, at a retreat last year in Tulum, like scream on the floor and relive extreme traumas to where their face was like blowing up and so swollen oh from like tears and screaming. And I know that I had to experience that moment to remind myself like why I can never shut up about the type of work that we do, because it does not have to be like that. And that is how the most of the world is trying to heal a lot mm-hmm. of their like deeper suffering. So there's my mic on moment. Like yeah. somebody just let me tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. I'm not familiar with that technique, but I totally agree that using the subconscious mind or working with our subconscious mind is the way to heal or is the right. way to shift into like the behaviors and the way of being that we want to be because our willpower is less than 5% of what we do, right? Right. So it's like, if you're just beating your head against the wall saying like, why am I not waking up early and going to the gym? Or why does no matter how many steps I take forward, I always go back to my old patterns. It's because you're Mm -hmm. trying to use willpower rather than actually working with the subconscious that dictates over 95% of everything that we do. Why not just go to the source and make the changes there? And then you wake up and you're like, oh, it's just easy to act this way. It's just easy to feel this way or believe this thing or have this self-image or perception of myself when I look at myself. Yeah. It's more easy and more automatic. And I think that's the other part that I love about like unconscious work and RT and like what you do too, is like, we are efforting so much through life. And there is definitely so many beautiful modalities that are available to people. Like the ones that we're trained in are just like a few, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I know you have your your uh, certification, but you're also working on something new. Like if people want to come into your world and, and start to be able to get trained in this, to be able to use it even for self or for business, where would they go? What would they do? What would you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm so excited. Cause like I was saying right before this call, I was working on filming a new program and I feel like this course has been in the works for years and the ideas have been flowing together for years. And then it just dropped in that, okay, now is the time to create it. And I, it's, it's so funny. Cause I go through these like different seasons in my business where I'm just like, 
chilling and things are kind of just happening. And then all of a sudden I'm like, boom, I get the inspiration. And so I sat down and I wrote the outline probably in two to three days and not working full days because I have two kids, but it's just like nap time at night, like just like, like it just like drilled through me and we filmed it all in the last like month and a half. But yeah, it's essentially taking my manifestation method and then knowing how to use the subconscious tools to manifest because most of the, the teachings out there about how to create the life that you want is like, just say affirmations. But if you're saying affirmations to your conscious mind, it's just going to bounce off. It's not going to, it's not going to be a permanent result. It's not going to be a a real shift. And so with this, we're aligning to your yes, we're aligning to what it is that you want. And then working with your emotions and your beliefs on a subconscious level so that you're reprogramming that in from the subconscious. And then it's easier for you to take the actions in the conscious, or you might just see it show up. So how I've seen um, manifestation work is either through the actions that you're taking, or you believe and feel a certain way. And then it just shows up in your reality, reflecting the beliefs and emotions that you have. So if somebody is wanting to learn more about these tools, but not necessarily interested in being a coach, that will be coming out most likely in January. Um, But if somebody's wanting to become a coach, then what we have already had since 2018 is the guest supply method. So that's our coaching certification that teaches neural energetic encoding, which is working with our past, present, future, mindset coaching, hypnosis, EFT tapping, and neural energetic wiring, which is how I've, you know, learned about NLP and then combined it with my manifestation method so that you know which tools to use and when. Amazing. Okay. So we'll get either waitlist links or actual signup links as soon as we drop this episode. And I have one last question that just came to me for you before we end today. And that is, if you could tell that little version of yourself that I think you said, maybe you're like around 12, the version of Reese that was like getting made fun of for her nose or just didn't feel like she quite fit in. Like if you had one thing that you could say to her, what would you say? Mm Mm-hmm. I think I would say to lean into my creativity because like where I am now, I know that when you lean into your creativity, you're in a place of love, you're in a place of generosity that taps you into like everything you want, whether it's abundance, whether it's just happiness, everything like that. Because I remember like sitting in, sitting in math class, just doodling in my, in my notebooks. Like I was like always so creative, but I thought that that had no value. I thought that if you're going to be successful in this world, you have to like be a nurse or be a doctor. And now I realize that the most value is just in expressing like what's in you. And it sounds cheesy, but like literally just being yourself. Yeah. Being yourself in love, being yourself in joy, being yourself in generosity and happiness. So I would lean into that. Yes. I love that. Creativity is a superpower, man. Yes. Totally. Well, you know where I am when you come to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'll sure. definitely take you out for a little like mama away time and show you some of my favorite spots down there if you want to. That sounds like fun. So oh I'm rooting God, for Florida. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I would love that. And I want to do some fun things when I'm there with my kids. Like I haven't even looked at a map, so I don't know where like Disney World or Universal Studios is, but if I can get there, then 
I'm probably going to do like a day. It's three and, and a half hours north. Yeah. Oh, so is it? Oh, okay. It. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure we could make it happen. You could figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can do all, all things are possible. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, exactly. this was amazing. Exactly. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. As always, Andrea dropped the mic. I'm Lorelai Taylor, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed listening, please follow, review, and share with your friends. As always, anything mentioned in the show will be detailed in the show notes. And to keep up with everything going on with Andrea, check her out at love underscore Andrea Crowder on Instagram and check her links for some fun surprises too. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here.